News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Breakfast, the number of pedestrians killed on Irish roads this year is on course to be the highest level in 15 years if current trends continue. Uh, joining us is the Minister for State with uh, Special Responsibilities for Road Safety, uh, Jack Chambers. Uh, Minister, we are just one short of the total number of road deaths in 2022 and we're what we're not even into uh, November yet uh, what is your message this morning well uh, good morning Shane well, thank you like the the trend is absolutely shocking and as you've said we are about to hit the number of fatalities this year that we hit in the whole of last year which is a really worrying reversal in the progress we made in recent years and um, we're also very concerned with the really high trend in the number of pedestrians who've lost their lives and and, and vulnerable road users uh, this year. So really reminding people as we head towards the bank holiday weekend to slow down, to be cognizant of vulnerable road users and also to uh, pedestrians and cyclists and other vulnerable road users to think about their visibility as the evenings uh, get get darker and the clocks go back. That presents a significant risk yeah. uh, to vulnerable road yeah. users. And we know that the in previous years, the number of pedestrians killed on our roads significantly increases as we enter the winter period. And that's on the back this year of a very worrying rise of, of the numbers of pedestrians who've lost their lives. So really trying to focus on vulnerable road users and pedestrians in particular. Yeah, I should just say there are reports just in that a man has died following a fatal road traffic collision in Sligo. So we are now at the level of deaths that were there that was there in 2022. And as I say, we're not even into November yet. Uh, Bank holidays are are always a a dangerous time for driving on our roads. They are, and uh, bank holidays, there's high levels of activity, more more, more people out and about and on our roads, and that's obviously the natural position for people going down the country for for a break or uh, going about you know, within their local communities. So we know that there's often increased number of collisions, more fatalities um, and higher risks for individuals. I suppose that's why there's, I suppose, two areas of focus. First of all, on really trying to strengthen the communications and messaging with the Road Safety Authority and and also strengthening enforcement with Angarda Shiakana. And they're uh, really focused this weekend on the lifesaver offences and strengthening all elements of response. But in in addition to that, we are trying to drive forward a reform programme. And I received um, a waiver on pre-legislative scrutiny yesterday for the Road Traffic Measures Bill in the Oireachtas. And we're hoping to accelerate drafting of that so that some of the reforms which have a strong evidence evidence base and have worked elsewhere, um, we can make progress on in early 2024. Okay. Um, that's like the mandatory drug testing at the scene of a collision. It's a huge issue, which we're seeing an increased trend this year on drug taking and dr- drug driving um, and, and other measures on reforming penalty points as well. Okay, your uh, government uh, colleague, Senator Regina Doherty, uh, was asking you yesterday, uh, saying when we have a lorry load of laws, why are the current laws not working? She's calling for a doubling of the number of go-safe speed detection vans. There's a feeling out there that if you speed at the moment, you won't get caught. Well, one thing I I, um, discussed this with Senator Doherty yesterday was that enforcement is a central factor in all of this. Uh, And I'm not naive or or pretending that bringing a reform programme to deal with 
you know, re- reforming our legislation in, in, in itself makes a, you know, the sole difference. We do need to see strengthened and improved enforcement. And that's something I've ongoing engagement with the Minister for Justice and Angarda Siakana on. Um, we have, with um, the cooperation of Angarda Siakana, sought to strengthen and actually maximise the number of um, hours that our go safe vans can be deployed. So, for example, we have over 1,030 hours in October. That's growing to over 1,200 hours in November of additional monitoring um, when it comes to the deployment of go safe vans. And they're actually procuring additional vans and personnel to run that particular enforcement program. Um, And that that plays a central role in deterrence and prevention. uh, And I want to strengthen enforcement as well. Another uh, TD uh, yesterday, Sinn Féin uh, TD, Martin Kenny, said people driving on roads earmarked for reduced speed limits may feel they are driving a tractor. What do you make of those comments? Well, I I think it's making light of the very serious issue we have around the inconsistency and fragmentation of our speed limits. And I responded to Deputy Kenny. He gave the example of a connection between, for example, two towns um, in, in in a rural county. The likelihood is that would be a regional road and there isn't a proposal to revise downwards regional roads. But we shouldn't be making light uh, of um, important reforms to speed limits. Speed has played a central role in uh, in many of the fatalities we've seen on our roads no and we question. need to have better consistency of speed limits across the country. Okay, uh, just before we let you go, Minister, Irish citizens in Lebanon being strongly advised to leave the country by our Department of Foreign Affairs. Yeah, in, in the context of the ongoing conflict in Israel, Palestine and in Lebanon, there's a real risk of deterioration and um, it's a highly volatile region uh, and particularly there's particular concerns about, um, about Lebanon and how unstable it is. So we're advising against all travel and also um, we're asking all Irish citizens to consider uh, if their presence is necessary and to leave by commercial means. That has a, It has a very serious risk of, of escalation, which could impact exit routes uh, for many Irish citizens if it escalates. Minister of State with Special Responsibility for Road Safety, Jack Chambers, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast uh, this morning. Kira, I have to say, I find it depressing when I hear TDs in the Dáil talking about speed limits, feeling uh, that they are uh, driving like a tractor. We know that speed is the main killer. And before you come in and say, oh, it's people having to slow down too quickly and it's bad drivers that are driving too slow. I presume you mean texters as opposed to me coming in to say that. Yes, I did, because we always get those texts. I know. It's not borne out by the fact speed is the killer. And when TDs start talking about people driving, it's like driving a tractor. That's I don't think that's helpful. I sort of understand it only insofar as I think people don't associate what they do on the road yeah. with road fatalities. I think that's what, what is happening there. But you're quite right. And it does appear to be an appalling year on the road for fatalities this uh, year. It is. Uh, is the political will there to deal with road safety? Shane Ross has argued in the show that it isn't. Let us know. Oh, it's 1406. You can WhatsApp us or voice notice for free. Now it's a quarter past seven. Oxfam have renewed renewed their call for food, water, fuel and other essentials to be allowed to freely enter Gaza, stating that starvation is being used as a weapon against Gazan civilians. And Bushra Khalid, Oxfam policy leader in their Jerusalem office, joins us. Bushra, good morning to you. Can you bring us, I suppose, up to up to date with what's happening currently in Gaza? How bad is it? Uh, good morning for having me. Um the situation is, is I think, now beyond a catastrophe. We, we were saying that um, the siege, the, the, the tightened siege imposed by Gaza, by Israel on Gaza on the 9th of October, um, would lead to a humanitarian catastrophe. I think 
what we have seen in the last few days um, with UNRWA saying that its operations are are they're unable to operate because there's no more fuel in the shelters and the shelters are are, are are way overcrowded and way beyond capacity. Same thing for hospitals. We've seen and heard um, of hospi- of uh, doctors and nurses um, performing surgeries in the dark. Um, I have family in Gaza and they are queuing for water and for a loaf of bread. Um, the situation is intensifying and we are seeing that starvation is being weaponized against um, civilians. Uh, we've analyzed UN data, and it's revealed that actually since the total siege imposed on the 9th of October, only 2% of the expected food deliveries have been allowed inside Gaza. Okay. Uh, before before um, the, six, the 9th of October, it's important to, to, to underscore just one second that um, more than 100 trucks were coming inside Gaza uh, because 80% of Gazans uh, were dependent of aid before these hostilities. Okay. With regard to hospitals, you, you mentioned we're, we're hearing that, that they are running out of fuel for their generators. What does that mean in terms of how they can function? Obviously, you, you mentioned yes. operations in the dark, but things like incubators, dialysis, all of those things that take electricity. This, these, I mean, there are 131 babies in incubators who will lose their lives um, in a matter of hours or days. Um, if fuel is not restored back to the Gaza Strip in the way that it was before, as is electricity, as is water. It's not just also the impact um, of fuel. It's the water situation. I mean, what does it mean for a hospital um, that is unable to clean properly um, its facilities? What does it mean to not have a shower for weeks or be able to wash your hands properly or cook I mean, there's been deliveries of food into uh, Gaza of lentils and rice. How can you cook lentils and rice when there's no electricity and no clean water? Absolutely. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us on that this morning. That is Bushra Khalid, Oxfam policy leader in their Jerusalem office. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.